podcast you've been looking for all along. Step into the life of urban exploration with guests from around the world. Welcome to No Tracers. Welcome to No Tracers. My name is K, just the letter K, and I am your host here on this podcast all about urban exploring. Welcome if you're new. Thank you for joining us this week for an episode with Greg Abandoned. He is the host of the Chasing Bandos podcast, one of the only other urban exploration podcasts that exists. Super excited to have him on the podcast today. And if you guys want to listen to me on his podcast, I will actually be on the Chasing Bandos podcast shortly. So just kind of go over there, subscribe, and make sure you guys keep up with the Chasing Bandos podcast and everything that Greg Abandon is doing, and you will definitely get to hear more of my story about how I got into this hobby on his podcast, where we dive into how I got into urban exploring. Before we get into this podcast, there's a few things I need to let you know about, the first of which being, I have an urban exploration book out called No Tracers, An Urban Explorer's Diary, so if you guys are interested in getting a photography book filled with awesome photos from around the world, as well as some crazy stories, Go to notracers.com slash shop and you can pick up a signed copy there. I've got a box of them in my office and I would love to send you a copy. If you do get one, I will actually send you a signed photo print along with the book as well as the personalized book itself. If you're new to the podcast, please hit the subscribe button. And if you've been listening for one episode, 10 episodes, if you've listened to all the episodes, please do me a favor and leave a rating and feedback on the podcast. It helps us grow on the Apple podcast charts, and it helps us find more viewers or listeners like you. Speaking of viewers, if you want to watch this podcast and see Greg Abandon's photos while we talk about this stuff, please head to youtube.com slash just the letter K, and you can check out this episode as well as the other episodes with photos from my guests. The last thing I need to let you know is that we have a partner here on this podcast, and that is Liquid Death Water. Thank you to Liquid Death Water. If you've never heard of it, get ready to murder your thirst with some Austrian mountain water with this ad in 3, 2, 1. From the streams of the Austrian Alps comes a new kind of water. A water that is sure to raise you from your grave. If you're tired of buying cases of plastic water bottles that contain carcinogens and God knows what else, or if you're trying to lower your waste footprint, Liquid Death comes in beautifully rugged aluminum cans. Murder your thirst with a can of Liquid Death. Check the link in the description and use code just the letter K at checkout for 10% off your order. Liquid death. Murder your thirst. So if you want 10% off your order at liquiddeath.com, use code just the letter K or hit the affiliate link down in the description and it will automatically apply a 10% coupon code for you. You can get one case of water, you can get 20, 30 cases of water, and you'll get 10% off if you use that code. Thank you guys for listening to another week. Without further ado, Greg Abandoned, please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the No Tracers audience. Okay, hi. <laughs> I'm, Gre- I'm Greg Abandoned, and I am an urban explorer. I uh, have a podcast called Chasing Bandos Podcast. So that's how we that's how we kind of met. And I have been posting some pictures on Instagram from time to time. 
And yeah, I currently live in China, so I bring uh, those unique abandoned places to the Western audience. And uh, mostly, mostly those places have ne- have never been seen. So I'm doing rather well. Uh, and yeah, I um, I love exploring, and I don't think I can do anything else right now. How are you doing, Kay? I'm I'm doing well, man. Thank you, thank you for asking. I I love that we connected, and I love that we're doing this. I think it's cool that there's only a few urban exploring podcasts, and we're kind of connecting the dots together and and building the community together. I think it's super cool that you wanted to come on here and and share some of your stories. Yeah, of course, of course. Yes, I uh, I known about your podcast for a while now, and uh, yeah, I was I was intrigued. Mostly, I'm intrigued how you're going to like. Uh, stop me from talking for longer than like half an hour, 40 minutes. But uh, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. <laughs> so, uh, Greg, what got you into exploring in the first place? What made you catch this crazy bug? Um, okay. So um, this is this is a bit of a story because essentially I was always a person who had this fascination with post-apocalyptic themes um it comes from the fact that ultimately down down there i'm I'm a massive nerd and i used to play those fallout games um and um uh, fallout one fallout two fallout three fallout three was the one that kind of captured my in my imagination there's this I'm, I, I know I sound like a super nerd right now, but uh, it's a combination of things. Essentially, essentially, that game captured my my imagination in such a weird way. Um, and then I was always kind of looking for those kind of themes in movies, in books. Like Book of Eli is one of my favorite movies, or you know, Mad Max movies, or um, The Road is the is the book that I read by Cormac McCarthy, which is absolutely incredible. And and I um I was always a guy who would be like looking online, watching, you know, I was the one who was clicking like on other explorers' uh, pictures. And only until uh, kind of like my personal life exploded, I um I got divorced. I had a pretty stable, uh, boring life. And after this this happened, I um, I was sitting with my mate. There was this guy that lived my neighbor, and I met him only like like just just after this happened. And this guy, um, like we had each other Facebooks and stuff, and then and then I saw his picture pictures before maybe like from five six years prior to that, and I was just like, whoa. This dude was like a handsome dude, you know, like a slim, handsome dude. And the dude that was sitting right in front of me was just a massive wreck. And I, uh, I was like, you know, I was just like, wait, dude, like what happened? <laughs> like asking, like what happened to you? You know, because, um, because like I, I looked at your pictures, uh, you look completely different. And honestly, this guy looked completely different. And uh, he said that, uh, you know, he he got divorced and he turned into um, you know alcohol and weed and sh- stuff like that and he just basically wrecked himself he just couldn't handle it and so I like when I was looking at him 
and I'm sorry to say this, but he kind of like just gave me this motivation of, man, I cannot be this person. I cannot be like this. Um, I have to um, find the positive. I have to turn uh, this into something positive. Because anything that happens in our life, we can either feel sorry for ourselves or we can do something about it. And I decided, and again, this was the circumstances that happened in my life. And I decided to, you know, to actually wait. How about I find someone to go to Chernobyl with me? Because I really wanted, always wanted to go to Chernobyl. Chernobyl was like this, you know, like this mecca of, uh, of abandoned places. And yeah, and there was a guy at my work um, who was um, kind of like a little bit obsessed with the video game as me. That's kind of how we clicked first. And then I, I, I said this to him, hey, how about we go to Chernobyl? And then he said, yes. And I was like, whoa, okay, let's go. I went to Chernobyl. And after that, it, it, my life has changed. Like after that, it, it's, you know, I, I couldn't go back. Um, I started posting uh, things on Instagram because I just felt the, the Chernobyl stuff was so cool. And so I just wanted to um, to post this. I think I started Instagram two years before uh, going to Chernobyl. And I had like a pic two or three pictures of my cat or something. Um, and because, um, yeah, we, we had a cat. <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, uh, and yeah, when I started posting those pictures from from Instagram, the engagement I got was um, was like you know six five times ten times better than any of the pictures that I I um, I posted previously that my friends would only see right and and because of Instagram I learn about Airbags I learn about the community I learn about the feature pages that um feature other explorers uh, pictures and basically i've learned that um there is this whole section of urban explorers called airbags and they go to abandoned places and and i was hooked and i was just like you know this is what i want to do so you're telling me chernobyl was your first exploration yes Dude, that's like the most insane. Like, do you realize how crazy that is? That's like the 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 epitome of an urban explorer's bucket list. Like, so many people want to go there, and that was your first explore. Yeah, but wow. but like, I am crazy. <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> like, uh, you know, so that's that's. Uh, I would say that's kind of typical, you know, for me to just like yeah. dive in. Wow. That's absolutely insane. Can you take me more into Chernobyl? Like, did you did you go the tourist route? Did you go through the forest? Like, how did like what was your explorer like? You see, the thing is, like, I for example, on on the on my podcast, Chasing Bandas podcast, I have this Chernobyl mini series that I do where I mm -hmm. interview different people somehow involved with Chernobyl, and that's going to be like ten episodes. We are on episode eight now, but um. The reason I did it is because, again, this is like how I started and how special this place is for me. And it's also like what you say, it's a place where every explorer wants to go. Now, when I was just total noob and I didn't have absolutely no idea about this community, about urban exploring, anything, I... Um, I, I didn't know there are other ways to go to Chernobyl. 
like I didn't know there are, there are people who might take you like on the side roads through the forest, that kind of stuff. Like I absolutely had no idea. So the only thing I knew was to like go online, um, type Chernobyl tours, find someone. And then, so I found um, just official tour and I went on the two day tour. And, and honestly, uh, it, it was amazing. Uh, now I would uh, opt for something else uh, because I know a little bit more about uh, different type of experiences that you can have. But at the time, that's the only thing I knew. But it's still, for me, it was uh, a, a literally life-changing event. Um, we were there, I think it was 2000. I had a 17 or 18. I, I, I really can't remember. I'm sorry. And uh, it was it was in March and it was so quiet in there. And I mm -hmm. felt so I was my mate and I, we went there. So and we, they, 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 they put us in a group of of around 10 different people. And there was some couple couple other guys in there and like really cool group. We, we went out, we, we had some drinks. We actually got drunk in Chernobyl. Um, Sick. because we, they, they, um, uh, they made us sleep in the zone, like in one of the, um, in one of the, like a towns near Chernobyl, like where all the other workers, the work, because like the thing that people don't understand wow. is that the uh, Chernobyl people still work in there because the, right. the, the reactor that exploded is just one of, one of the reactors and there were other reactors and they trying to shut everything down. So and obviously that takes takes uh, takes a long time. So there are still people working in there. We took a train that the workers take from that from that town to the to Chernobyl, uh, which was amazing, which is awesome. Um, and yeah, but we, in that town we uh, it was you know it was just like a regular small small kind of um, post-Soviet town. They had a bar and <laughs> there was like. There was five of us. We went out for one drink, and then we ended up uh, having seven, and it was it was fun. Yeah, the next day wow. was rough, but uh, but yeah, I remember standing on top of the the building, on one of the top of the building, and just seeing the seeing the whole city. I didn't have a drone at that time, you know. My camera was kind of basic, and I just I'm just looking at this 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 city of Pripyat and just this kind of feeling that I got that my God, like 50,000 people just used to live there. Like I could almost like mm -hmm. hear the children playing uh, in the, you know, uh, running around, people just walking, going on, going on uh, like uh, about the, their business. And all of a sudden it's just like this isolated, paper, isolated place where all you see is trees. Like the nature literally like took over. You don't see uh, the streets. Obviously, you see some of them, but it's just like this city hidden in the trees. And it's amazing. You walk those corridors. Obviously, everything is kind of taken. But um, so it's not like one of those places in France or, or, or Italy where you can still find stuff inside. Everything has been looted. Obviously, there's there's a bit more stuff in like hospital where you can you can uh, uh, notice a couple couple things there's this, there's the restaurant there is um uh, supermarket 
yeah, there's just like so many different places there. Obviously, there is uh, the swimming pool, and I used to I used to play the video games. So like the Call of Duty, like the um, yeah. one of the games. Um, when I saw this, and honestly, when I went to Chernobyl, I wasn't even thinking about Call of Duty. So only when I, um, only when I actually went inside this swimming pool, I'm like. I'm like nudging my friend. I was like, "Hey, dude! Like, are, are, are you seeing this? This is this is that level. Like, this is here. Like, and and he and he was a gamer as well. So uh, we were just absolutely shitting ourselves in that swim in that like the, the swimming pool area. It was just like I can just even now speaking about it, I feel uh, the kind of my hair on on my arm as I'm standing up. I I'm, I'm getting chills because yeah. all of those kind of emotions, the emotions that you have. Uh, you feel like this weird connection like it's been i've been only there once and i've been there for two days but i just felt like like i belong you know it's so weird to say it because maybe for me it's a little bit different because i grew up in poland and i grew up um as this kid who um had this feeling of never belonging in that country is so weird i've never been homesick I, when i was 18 i left and I, I moved to england and and but and i never missed home never ever uh, and um i was always like had that wanderlust um and um yeah and so growing up and having that sense of like not belonging to this place when i went to chernobyl it was just like wow i don't want to say i'm home because that's weird but but honestly it was just like wow like oh god this is what i want to do like i want to i want to visit wow. places like this yeah that's incredible man no i like i get what you mean though by saying like you felt like you were welcomed home you know like that's how i feel when i go into these places like i like i'm like i belong there like i'm supposed to be there mm. like it was meant for us to to explore you know it's and talking about that a little bit more like can you talk about the mentality of an urban explorer like why do we do this like what why did why you know it's not a normal thing to go into abandoned places like what is it about us that like what do you get out of it you know what i mean yeah that's the thing like when i'm hearing you i'm i'm just thinking to myself like we we must be wired in like a little bit in a different way i think um i don't know like i think maybe everyone has this um not everyone definitely not everyone let me go back on that one because you know i i, I broke up with a couple of my girlfriends because they didn't they didn't have that <laughs> but um uh, but yeah i i would say that i think you have to be naturally a very curious person with a lot of imagination i think um uh, because I am the I'm the person who and I, I bring up this this um, this argument a lot of times when people ask me why I do this, I say, you know, when I walk on the street and I see a tall fence and there's like a construction site behind it, I'm naturally curious about like what's behind the fence. And when I see the mm -hmm. fence, I'm just looking at like, okay, is this tall enough for me to climb? Like I don't see the difficulty in in like when when i see a fence and some people see 
something like a fence and they they think to themselves like okay okay i cannot go there i think also there's this thing about following and breaking rules i think you have to be a little bit of a rebel inside because um i'm i'm always someone who i've always been someone who um had maybe a little bit of a problem with authority and people telling me uh, what i can do what i cannot do um and obviously this hobby is a bit of a on on the edge of 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 those things but in terms of the mentality it's it's really interesting uh, it's a really interesting question because there must be something in us to that we find those places fascinating but i don't know like for me it's just like i kind of have this feeling of like being in this quiet place and kind of imagining what the life used to be and and just it's all it's obviously the adrenaline uh is amazing but mm-hmm. it's like it's like you don't know what's going to happen you don't know what's yeah. what you're going to find you don't know what's going to surprise you so you your senses are like so sharp when you do this and sometimes you see i love those places where it's a little bit difficult to get in that i have to have some sort of physical there must be some sort of physical element for me to to like get someone on there is a, a really tall fence or there is some sort of like climbing involved there is a maybe there is a security on the, on side where i have to sneak around and avoid and it just gives me that little buzz inside this adrenaline high that's absolutely amazing and makes me just feel alive and yeah and it's that feeling where you kind of start doing this then you then you look for those moments and every time you go and you find something like you find, you go to the place and then you you find this like amazing shot and you can see this shot like you go there and you like oh my god oh i can photograph this this is amazing and it just like makes me makes me so happy or i normally when i find something that's really incredible i just like start dancing i just start dancing honestly i just start going around in circles and i'm like yes fist pumping honestly like honestly like a like a 5 year old child who just got a present for christmas like i am like this um so so i remember finding this a bullet like abandoned bullet train where uh, we were just we were supposed we were doing this um my friend and i we were doing this um uh tr- train factory and we were done with it and there was like basically nothing there we just found this um picture of mao chairman mao we did some pictures with that and then we we were about to leave and i spotted this like other warehouse in a completely different direction there was some noise coming from it which meant that probably there was some sort of scrapper uh, like cutting uh, metal in there um so i kind of wanted to avoid that but then my friend was like i don't want to climb a fence how about we just walk out the gate and just wave to the security because you see in china like obviously they won't let you in but when you leave like what am I, what 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 are they going to do like because the 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 um the attitude here attitude here is obviously a little bit different by little, i mean like it's 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 so much different than in in america 
it's not like a, um, it's not so serious uh, when it comes to like being on on places like that. People just be like, obviously they will be angry, like and and say like, what are you doing here, blah blah blah. But then when you, as as you walk away, like what am I gonna, what are they gonna do? Like they they're not gonna do anything. So she was just like, let's not climb the fence, let's go this way. And I was just face palming all the time. I was like, come on, let's not do that. And um, but she she convinced me and so when we were trying to leave i noticed this um this other warehouse and i was like ah come on jojo let's let's okay let's just check what's in here and it was just total luck that we went in there and i'm like are you for real because all this train factory there were some carriages outside and there was nothing inside they was just like a wreck. The place was a wreck. They were clearly demolishing it. We were there on the weekend, so they were they were not doing it or, uh, at the at the time that we were there. The whole site, so many buildings around it were already demolished. And uh, I was like, okay, there was a couple couple nice pictures here, but not too much. And then all of a sudden, I find this train, and I'm like, you just imagine like bullet train abandoned, like destroyed, like amazing, looks beautiful. I am just dancing. Oh my God. I think I just, for like a minute, a solid minute, I was just like going around, like dancing like crazy. Like she's looking at me and she's like, who are you? But I'm like, I don't care. Like, this is amazing. Because I, I'm, I'm seeing this picture. I'm seeing the video here. And I'm like, oh my God. How, like, are you serious? Are you serious? Stuff like this, it's unreal. And those are the moments that I, I constantly look for those moments. And um, there's not, like, this is not a lot. And you, you cannot, like, come across a lot of things like this all the time. But from time to mm -hmm. time, when you come across uh, something that's truly incredible, it's just, uh, there's no feeling like that. Absolutely. And can you tell me about your scariest exploration? Oh, okay. So, first of all, I do not believe in any sort of ghosts and any paranormal stuff. Uh, so that's like, absolutely, there's, there's, there's no way I will ever believe in that. All right. So, um, I'm not trying to be ignorant here. I just like, I really like uh, get real. Nothing, no, no, none of that stuff exists. But then I have this one, and I hate this story. I honestly hate it because like I am trying to find a proper explanation to this. I just I just cannot find it. And the thing is, I was exploring this, um, in, it was like a, some sort of like factory, like a small factory, different buildings. And this factory, so the first weird thing is, this factory has been turned to an art, art gallery. So when we were going this, we, we were, I, uh, this was, I was with my friend Jojo as well. And we were exploring this place. I obviously climbed the fence, find the, I always find the worst possible way to get inside. Um, she just found like, a, she walked a couple uh, meters away from it and found like a hole in the fence and she just climbed in. I, I hopped the fence with like a barbed wire, like just classic, <laughs> classic, right? Um, and then I'm, I'm like um, exploring this place and I see all those like, weird like super weird art installations inside and it's clearly art because it's like uh, like why would you have this in a sugar factory right so 
that's the first thing that was like super creepy because it's even though it's art gallery it's been abandoned like someone just left this stuff so i'm going from those rooms um different rooms different buildings and i'm just like uh i i'm already weird out like i i was just like super there was this one tree like this super weird like something you would see in the in a horror movie if this was like dark if it was dark and i was doing this i would be totally freaked out though so it was it was basically like noon so it was bright as hell and then one room had this like a weird uh, painting of this giant on the wall and on the other side there was this um um there was this tree i was just it was so weird so weird and then i'm walking walking checking all the all the different buildings. So I go to this building, which was clearly like a dining uh, area. And I have my phone out because I was already like, I was like, I'm going to share this on Instagram. This is like so weird. So I'm holding my phone, recording myself going through this. And basically I'm talking, talking about this. And at some stage, I hear a baby crying. And I turn around, I turn around, and that's where my my finger, like, automatically I press the stop on the recording. And guess what? I was so worried that I pressed it before the baby crying. So it, mm. it would be like, it would be like one of those typical stories where, oh, I heard baby crying, but then I just stopped recording before it. So you just have to believe me, I have no evidence, yeah. right? But guess what? I pressed it right after. So I actually have the recording of it. So when you hook, hook up my phone to like a speaker and you, uh, you obviously put the volume up, you can hear this baby crying. And it's so, so weird. And I cannot explain this. One person told me that it might have been a cat, like a cat crying. But until you hear this, you'll be like, no way, no way. It, it is a baby, and I just turn around and I'm like, oh, uh, what, what, what's this? Like, where's this baby? And obviously, there was no baby. There was no one here, no one there. We were like in the middle of the forest. That's terrifying. <laughs> That's absolutely terrifying, dude. I, I was shitting myself. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> what the hell? So this is one story where I, I just, I just cannot explain this, and I would love. If there was someone that would be able to hear it and tell me like, hey, this is that. And I would accept any sort of explanation because any explanation for me would be better than what I just heard. Because I, I, I don't know how to explain that. Wow, that's so crazy. Yeah, I mean, hopefully somebody can give you like a rational yes. explanation for what it is. Because like, it, it sounds it sounds insane. But like, you have evidence of it, which like, proves that there was something you know so that's that's pretty scary um and do you have a preference on exploring with people or would you rather explore alone like what is your preference okay so um this is how kind of my journey uh went um when i was living back in in london uh, i and this is where i kind of like discovered the the community sorry let me start again. When I was living in London and I discovered the urban exploring, I 
um, had like just absolutely no idea how to do it. So I would just like look on stuff online and then go there. So but I would just kind of travel around around Europe and do a couple places in there. So I always um, would uh, my preference would always be to be with someone with one extra person. That's the ideal scenario. It's just me and one extra person. And most of my exploring life, it was like this. Um, but at the same time, I would say 90% of the time, the person I was with, they were not urban explorer. They were just mm. a friend or a girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, my brother. Uh, there would be someone. I would sometimes go by myself if the place was absolutely incredible and I couldn't find anyone to go with me uh, because of various, various things. Uh, so that's my kind of ideal scenario. I do not know how people do it with like a group of five or more. I really don't know that because it blows the, my mind. Yeah. Because I feel like this is almost like in, like you invite trouble to yourself but mm. maybe at the same time like if there is a five people who like everyone is on the same page and everyone is like focused but then even my like even saying this i don't believe my sentence like this like if there's <laughs> if there's five people going like there's always some sort of like uh, you know um, like i'm sure people have a lot of fun i'm sure it's like fun crazy but it's just, I think it's just too much, too much. That you mm -hmm. just is the is the the problems are waiting to happen. Oh, I totally agree with you. And oftentimes, when there's big groups like that, like you're really loud. Like yes, the whole point of this is to be quiet and incognito. Like you're not trying to draw attention to yourself. And oftentimes, when there's groups, it just it's it's so loud. Yeah, and some people like bring some like music and they play music and yeah. be like it's just uh, i i but but you see that's the thing that's the thing i am not trying to kind of criticize but at the same time mm -hmm. i am um a lot of people see this hobby as a social like a uh, like a social event uh yeah. getting a few friends, uh, explorers together, going somewhere together. And I get this, like, it must be awesome uh, to do that. But, but, but once you in the location, that's where I think things should, should change, you know, mm -hmm. um, that's where you need to be a little bit more respectful. And it's like game is on, you know, on the way in the car, when you listen to the, <laughs> on the on the way you listen to the podcast you listen to the urban podcast you listen to my podcast you listen to your podcast gets you talking right gets you talking um sharing uh, stories about exploring and that's all great and you can have fun you can have fun after and all that but when you're in it i feel like your mood has to change a little bit like it's like um it's serious now yeah absolutely and do you have any, I know you said that you like to find the most difficult way to get into these places. Do you have any urban exploration injury stories that you can share? Uh, not really. Like I have not hurt myself seriously. Uh, yeah, I, the reason I say 
I find the worst possible entrance is just because like I just I just I'm itching to go go inside so uh, mm. sometimes I might not have enough patience to like go around um and basically I would start going around and then you noticed things that are new, unusual now after doing this um for for a long time whenever I go I would just notice things that are different. You know, oh, there's a little mm. bit of a hole there. Oh, there's a gap there. Oh, there's a broken window there. So I notice those things and it's hard for me to like move away from the first thing I notice. So when I notice the possible way in, I'm like, okay, let me let me just try this instead of walking around because i'm thinking to myself like i don't want to waste time i just want to get in there yeah yeah um and then what usually happens is once you inside and you actually you learn about this location much more because you're on the inside when you're ready to leave you notice things like oh wait oh are you serious the door was open just like mm-hmm. 15, <laughs> 15 meters away from here, someone didn't lock the oh door. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I could have taken that. You know. So yeah. So that's that's really that's kind of what. Obviously, I cut myself many times uh, on sure. like the barbed wire. I um, uh, I was bleeding from my leg, from my arms. Uh, so like that's kind of thing. But I've never uh, knock knock on wood. I don't know if you hear this. I'm I'm trying to punch yep, yep. punch my my my, <laughs> my mic. Um, yeah, I've I've haven't haven't had like any serious um, injuries. No, let's hopefully we'll stay Good. that I'm way. Happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I hope so. Um, and oftentimes we do a lot of research before we go to these places, or even after we go to these places, because we want to know more about them. Uh, do you have a favorite history of a place that you've explored? Uh... You know, if I had to pick one, I mean, obviously, we already talked about Chernobyl, so I'm not going to pick that one. Mm-hmm. But it is obviously one of my uh, favorites. I would say, um, and maybe because I want to like uh, mention this on the podcast, because this is something I'm, I'm, I'm really proud that I've done. And it's the craziest thing I've ever done in my life. And I went to those abandoned space shuttles in in Kazakhstan. So no way. So oh. uh, yeah. So uh, going there and obviously being inside a space shuttle, being on top of this space shuttle, uh, the whole fact that you know they spent they they send this thing to to orbit. Um, it wasn't. The space shuttle I was on, it wasn't exactly the one that went to orbit and and came back because that one that one is now destroyed. The roof collapsed on that one, but it was um, obviously you don't just build one space shuttle like you build you build more uh, in mm-hmm. case something happens. So in in that base uh, there is a hangar with two space shuttles. Uh, they called Buran, and um, and yeah, the whole journey. Of, of going there um, through that desert, 40 kilometers hike one way, 40 kilometers uh, back. Wow. The fact that I went there with another guy who got caught, I didn't get caught. That's like a huge, huge story. And if if I may tease this, I, on my podcast, do a mini series. So I just, I mentioned this, I've done the 
Chernobyl mini series. So I will be doing um, a mini series about those shuttles uh, because the whole area is called Baikonur Cosmodrome. So I will be interviewing people who did the same as me and I will tell this story like what happened because it's a really long story about what happened with me and, and, and this guy in the desert. But essentially like he got caught and I didn't get caught. Um, but coming back to your question, this sto- this place is obviously filled with history. The whole mm-hmm. kind of space race between um, America and Russia and um, and it's just um, absolutely incredible uh, location. Um, there's an explorer called Bob Kisson. He has his YouTube channel, Exploring the Unbeaten Path. And I saw his article, or more, it was like an article about him, how he and two other guys, they did the hike. And I saw this like way back, maybe it was like six or seven years ago. Um, and I wasn't even considering any of that stuff i didn't know i just saw it in, in, in online somewhere and i i just i just couldn't believe it and it was like one of those things where there was always at the back of my mind there are some people who do this thing but it would never cross my mind that i would be one of them because i had at that time i had a completely different life and and now bob is my friend it's just like unreal and this guy is a legend, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Wow, that's so cool. And can you talk a little bit more about social media, like what it's done for you as an explorer, as a creator? Yes. So um, mainly I always say people obviously criticize social media. Uh, I, first of all, I would like to get myself a little bit more out there in terms of other medium than than Instagram. Recently, I created a Facebook page as well uh, for Greg Abandon and for the Chasing Bandas podcast um, because I feel like you need to branch out a little bit more than just Instagram. But mainly, I I started on Instagram and I always use it as an inspiration. And I would say 99.9% of the of my interaction or or any social any sort of um, dealing that I have with people is extremely positive. Like people are super super nice uh, with me, and I just um, sometimes like the, the people who are. Uh, out there the people who follow me they like um you know they give me motivation to like keep going you know that sometimes the messages that you get are just so amazing and it was just like i'm sitting here editing for like five hours six hours my eyes are dying my neck is dying and all of a sudden i get this message on uh uh, on Instagram saying how, you know, oh, I listened to your podcast or I saw your p- places, they're, they're amazing, blah, blah, blah. What you're doing is, is great. And it just like validates what you do because obviously there is this thing of like, yes, I do love exploring. I love going to those places. I love all those feelings that I've been talking about. But at the same time, if there is someone out there who likes what you do and they appreciate it, it's just like, it's amazing feeling. It's absolutely amazing. And then there are people who say that you are inspiration to them. 
I cannot, mm. like, I cannot, uh, uh, like, I cannot treat that seriously. Like, honestly, like that one, I, I just say thank you. I'm, 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 I'm polite and all this stuff. Uh, if people ask me for advice, I like, I give the advice that people gave me when I started. Uh, but you know, like it, it's li- it's a little bit for me, like a little bit ridiculous that someone can think that I'm sort of inspiration to someone. Um, but but what I would say is what I would say is mainly to people is just we live in the world where a fear is driving us. Everything is fear. Everything is like you cannot do this. And I would say, you know what? Fuck that. Uh, do it and see what happens. And mainly, I would say nine out of 10 times when you make a risk, it pays off just because no one takes risks. So you're already doing something unusual. And, 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 you know, there's amount of times when I was in a situation when I'm in the middle of nowhere and I'm like, how am I going to get home? And I just stop a random car and ask for help. And everyone is just like, I've never, ever been in a situation when someone told me, okay, go away. Like, we're not going to help you. Like, always, mm. always. Um, it's amazing. Like, you just have to give people some credit. And I would say, I would say, like, my followers are, are amazing. And uh, thank you, guys. And the other thing is, like, even if you're afraid, just do it scared. Just do it afraid. Just do it anyway. Like you were saying, like, mm. fuck it, do it. Yeah, and you so and very soon you realize that it wasn't as scary as you were thinking. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then, do you have any other bucket list items, other goal places that you want to go that you haven't been to yet? Yes. So uh, essentially, essentially, I am. Um, I cannot technically talk too too much about like the plans because uh, it's still kind of under under the works, but. Um, uh, there is there is a big plan of like in terms of like going exploring um, around the world for, for for a bit of a longer time. Uh, for me wow. and another explorer, we have uh, a bit of a project uh, that we want to we want to do, but we're not re- like we're not re- yet ready to to reveal this. But there is something coming, um, and um, so we. Uh, there's obviously so many places around the world that you would want to do. I've never uh, done the Fukushima or the Hashima Island in Japan. And those are a bit of a, like a classic kind of places, really difficult mm-hmm. to get in. And I've never explored to, in Japan. So if I had to pick right now, uh, then I would, um, I would go there definitely want to do that but mainly um i want to focus on uh on those um countries which are not your typical ones you know um i know my friend really wants to do europe and don't get me wrong europe is amazing and there's we we can spend probably four three four months in there and probably we wouldn't see everything uh, but but I I'm more interested in uh, places like Russia. You know, Russia is mm-hmm. incredible for locations. Um, uh, you know, all those stands, Tajikistan, uh, you know, Kazakhstan, all those all those uh, uh, 
uh, funny, funny countries there. Sorry, I don't mean to be like sound derogatory, but you know, like they they just have funny names. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and I just want to um, want to go and kind of just like explore. I I'm fascinated with South America. Um, I always been mm-hmm. fascinated with like the lost civilizations and stuff, the Amazon and all that. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm just not seeing anyone posting any sort of abandoned stuff from there. So I'm kind of itching to go there. Plus, I have a lot of following in Latin America um, and South America. So it'd be awesome to go there. Um, and and also like, uh, you know, Africa, you know, I've seen a couple of places yeah. in Africa and just like obviously no one goes there and i want to be a guy who goes to places where no one goes so yeah i mm-hmm. would say i would say there are probably uh, a lot of like exciting things happening um uh, uh, i i cannot say soon but uh, there's something in works and um yeah i would love to see all of that stuff awesome man and then if you could live in one place you've explored for a week which place would it be <laughs> yeah that's kind of easy because like you know like i lived basically the uh, the space shuttles like I, we i lived there for two days uh because yeah. because we um we we only we had this agreement that we only would move uh during the night because we were so afraid of mm. getting caught so afraid yeah. of like security because obviously it's an active active military base um where they sent rocket to space even now it's just part of it on the edge is abandoned right so so like just to just to like when i say this it's just so, sounds so crazy that i actually have done this but uh, but yeah so like i lived the whole day and night in one and the whole day in the other one and honestly um there are more places in there you know there is there are more buildings in there and I would love to spend whole week in there. Actually, whole week in there sounds like something I would be willing to do. I mean, it's really difficult in terms of like obviously bringing enough um, water and food for mm. you to survive. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I would totally totally do it again if I had a chance. Amazing. And then my last question for you is what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring? Wow, that's a good question. That's a good question. So there's going to be a gap here that I would like you to cut, the thinking gap. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's a really good question. What should I know? You see? Okay, so I will... let me answer this in this way because that's kind of the first thing that comes to my mind. And maybe as I'm talking about this, something else will come to my mind. So when I started on Instagram, just in, 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 if there is an explorer who is thinking of like, um, obviously posting pictures and sharing pictures, what I would do is know your medium and know your, um audience and what i mean by this is that instagram is on your phone 99% of people are using their phones when they go on instagram and your phone is vertical 
which means you should post vertical pictures because they cover more of the screen. And therefore, you would um, have more of an impact to, uh, like the, the impression of your pictures can be much, much greater than if you post like a landscape uh, picture, which just covers about like 30% or 33% of your screen. So uh, I wish I knew that uh, right at the beginning. And if you see my gallery now, I dare you to find a landscape picture. Like I'm sure there is something there. But uh, when I shoot my pictures and when I fly my drone, even though my drone can only uh, take landscape, the Mavic Pro 2 can only uh, take uh, landscape. Mavic Pro 1, actually, there was a mode where you can turn your camera to be vertical. That was amazing. I couldn't believe they didn't that they didn't have that in a Mavic 2. But anyway, so when I was, when I'm flying my drone, I would always um, have to think about, I'm, sh I'm taking landscape picture, but I am always thinking of vertical shots, always. Um, but obviously, obviously when you, when you take pictures, uh, I would, with your camera, for example, I would always, take a landscape and vertical. So the same thing, always take a landscape, always take a picture uh, a vertical because you don't know. You might need a picture for your website or my, you might want to, um, uh, you know, create a photo book or something. So you obviously, you don't want to have one type of pictures only. Um, so that would be my kind of advice. When it comes to, when it comes to like exploring, exploring, what I would say, I would say maybe, you know, invest uh, in like good shoes, <laughs> have a good shoes in there. Um, that's kind of funny to say that because in the summer, sometimes I, I go in flip flops, uh, which is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, but, um, but sometimes, you know, the places that you go to are a little bit remote and uh, they involve a bit of climbing and climbing and stuff. So, you know, always bring water with you, uh, that kind of stuff. Like don't, um, don't forget to eat, but you see the, the things, the things I say, like I am constantly uh, making those mistakes. You know, I like, I would, mm -hmm. I would um, wake up uh, four or five in the morning to go somewhere and then by the time I'm done, it's like 5, 5 p.m. And I'm like thinking to myself, why do I have a headache? Or why my stomach is, is growling? Oh, wait, because I haven't eaten all day, you know, and I've been just like on the adrenaline all day. Um, so, you know, sometimes those are the things that kind of like you need to hold on your excitement a little bit. And, um, and yeah, and, and prepare yourself a little bit more. And I would say that... With everything, I want to always share and promote this, um, the, the code. I know it's kind of like some people might think this is silly and stuff, but I would say if the place is boarded up, if there's absolutely no way in, well, then, then, okay, it's fine. Like, I know it's, I know it's, it, 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 you know, it hurts, 
especially if you travel really long for like a you know for a long time to get somewhere but just sometimes that's what it is like sometimes in life you win some and you lose some and you will move on from this it's just a location it's just a building so if you cannot get uh, get inside all right just move on there's a next one there's always a next one yep absolutely so we did a podcast i hey i almost got you to 45 minutes i think we did pretty good here so if people want to keep following your journey can you just tell them where they can find you online your social media that kind of stuff and the podcast obviously yeah, yeah. So f- first, I would say, uh, obviously, check out the Chasing Bandos podcast. Uh, that's where we have we interview um, different explorers from around the world, um, and I I really try to interview um, honestly like co- super super different types of explorers. I uh, from people who are like su- have done this for for years, for people who have done this on a couple 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 years or a couple months um, different people from different nationalities I'm just I kind of like I have this little map in my house and I'm uh, ticking off the countries of the people who I've interviewed from different countries uh, which is cool we also um, have uh, the mini series that's something I'm really proud of the mini series because it gets me to talk to people who are not explorers about the places that I visit and we all visit, so that's amazing. Like different uh, people's perspective on different uh, different locations. That's great. And um, obviously, you can you can check out my my pictures, my my mediocre pictures on the on Greg Abandon Instagram page. And I hope you find them find them all right. And uh, I have, like I said, created a Facebook page. So if you can like type Greg Abandon or Chasing Bandos podcast on Facebook, page, we're pretty new to that. Um, so, um, on Facebook, I'm actually starting to share more pictures from locations on Instagram. I tend to just put one picture from one location and and that's it. But on Facebook, I would put like more pictures from, from locations. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that's where I would go. Um, the, uh, gregabandon.com website is coming. It's in the works and there might be some other project uh, soon, but those obviously you would you would find all of those on on the website. Wow, what an episode that was. Thank you, Greg Abandoned, for coming on the podcast. Guys, be sure to check out the Chasing Bandos podcast. Check out all of Greg's photography, all of the different things he's doing, and definitely keep up with him on his journey because there's some crazy stuff coming that you guys are going to want to see. So... If you enjoyed this podcast, please do me a huge favor and leave a rating and feedback on the podcast, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts. It helps us grow and find more listeners just like you. Go do the same with Greg Abandon's podcast, Chasing Bandos. And if you want to come on the podcast, please hit me up at no.tracers on Instagram or no.tracers on TikTok if you would prefer to hit me up there. Or you can email me at contact at no.tracers.com. Thank you guys for listening to another episode. I will talk to you next week for another one. Stay strong, keep enduring, go out, go explore something, and remember, leave no trace. 